are back. How you doing? I'm Leslie Marshall. Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio. Great friend of this program, somebody I'm very proud of and somebody I'm always uh, liking his stuff on Facebook, and you should as well, is Julian Zelizer. Julian is a political historian at Princeton University and a New America Foundation fellow. He has published over 500 op-eds, including his weekly column on CNN.com. It's great. You definitely should read it. And he has received fellowships from the Brookings Institution, the Guggenheim Foundation, and the Russell Sage Foundation. He's written a number of books. The most recent is The Fierce Urgency of Now, Lyndon Johnson, Congress, and the Battle for the Great Society, entitled uh, How Donald Trump Could Sink the Republicans. We're talking about this. His piece can be found at CNN.com. Check it out. Julian Zelizer is our guest. Julian, good afternoon. You're doing so well. I'm seeing you signing books here, taking photos there, a lot of Facebook action, and I'm proud of you, buddy. Thank you. Everything's going great. That's good. That's good. Um, You know, we we just found out today that Donald Trump, yet again, is topping the polls, the Quinnipiac poll that has just come out. And you wrote a piece talking about how Donald Trump could sink the Republicans. Now, first, Julian, you know there are a lot of people out there saying this guy is just a flash in the pan. You know, he's, he's, you know, he's all you know, bravado and, and, and no substance. Do you agree with that? Is this a flash in the pan? I mean, we are a lifetime, in a sense, away from Election Day right now. We are a lifetime away, but I think you know, we're reaching the point where people have to take him more seriously. He's registering in the primary and caucus states with good poll numbers. He is now going to be part of the debate uh, because his poll numbers are high enough. And the fact is, now for several weeks, he has really dominated media attention about the GOP to the point you barely hear about any other candidate. So... I think he's already having a serious impact, regardless of his chances in the actual primary vote. And and talk about that impact. Um, This impact, it would seem, according to the polls, are from people that are angry, people that are disillusioned or disaffected, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's a mix of that. And, you know, the other side is people who love celebrity politicians. And I, I do think there's part of the electorate who is not particularly enamored with any of the people running. And he's exciting. He's fun to watch. They've seen him on TV. He enters this race with a huge uh, level of notoriety because of his TV shows and media appearances from being a real estate mogul. Um, So I think it's a combination of the two. I don't think it's all fury. I do think it's part celebrity. Oh, no question about it. You know, I have to say, Julian, when Arnold Schwarzenegger ran, when we had Gray uh, Davis and, you know, recalled and there was the, uh, you know, election and he ran, you know, his name came up. I laughed. I laughed. I did not believe that people would vote for a guy that, um, sorry, wasn't, you know, wasn't very educated, wasn't very intelligent, had zero political experience, and people knew him most for I'll be Bach and the Terminator. You know, I thought it was laughable. The guy was elected governor of the largest state in the United States of America. Um, so I know the power of celebrity by that, living in California through that. Uh, talk to us about the power of celebrity uh, among uh, voters uh, it's, you know, maybe one thing for a governor or for congressional offices, Sonny Bono, uh, I think Radar O'Reilly and, you know, uh, what was his name? Uh, Gopher, you know, and some uh, of the other right. Gopher on the love Fred boat. something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, but what about for, for president? I mean, Ronald Reagan was a celebrity, uh, but Ronald Reagan was no Donald Trump and Donald Trump, no Ronald Reagan. Yeah, and Reagan had also been governor of California. Correct. He had political experience. Been working in the conservative movement for a while. 
And so the question is, Trump doesn't have that. He's not particularly interested in that right now, meaning organization and mobilizing voters and the networks that bring voters to the polls. So the question is, if the media does hit a point, and we don't know when this point is going to be where they shift attention, uh, does he survive? Uh, if there's nothing else there other than the media coverage, how can he move forward? Uh, but he is continuing with the media coverage. Celebrity is a powerful part of American politics. And he has one other thing that even more than Schwarzenegger, and that's money. Uh, so he can finance his own advertising and uh, media buys. And I think that's a, a really big part of the story. So t- tell, tell me this, uh, Julian, t- you know, you think that even though he's registered here, I, I mean, look, you don't have a crystal ball. But if you could predict, although maybe not a flash in the pan, doesn't he have to stop just the sensationalistic remarks and bring some substance about for people to take him seriously at some point in this political game? Yes. I mean, I still think he will uh, fade away at a certain point. That's still my instinct. And I do think you can only get so far with quips and insults. you know, especially in an era where there's so many big problems that Americans are looking at from the economy to race relations to Iran and foreign policy. And so I do think he's going to have to bring more substance to the table. But right now, you know, a couple good lines uh, seem to be enough to keep moving him forward. Absolutely. We'll be right back with Julian Zelizer. He is a professor at Princeton University, and he has a blog that you need to read, a great blog column at CNN.com. Check it out. We'll be back with him and you right after this. Pick up the phone and join us with questions, 888-86-LESLIE. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. This is I, Leslie Marshall, here on the Leslie Marshall Show. You know how you've heard me talk about Super Beats, the circulation superfood that I put in my protein shake and drink every morning for breakfast? Well, I love hearing from people who have tried it, okay? Russ tweeted me, Leslie, this does work. I feel better. I have more energy. I'm getting more done. Uh, Pete told me on Facebook, it really has been helping me. I take it before my workouts. And there are numerous people that have said stuff on Twitter. I just don't have time to tell you all about it, especially because we have a special going on for the next two weeks. And I want you to get your free stuff Get your Super Beats, have better workouts, and if you don't work out, just feel better with the Circulation Superfood. Super Beats does make a difference, and like I told you, when you take it, within 20 minutes, you're going to feel a difference. It is time for you to try it, and you get your first canister free. And you might say, a canister? That's it? It's the 30-day supply. That's a month free. Super Beets is loaded with dietary vegetable nitrates. Excuse me, vegetable dietary nitrates that boost nitric oxide levels in your body that equal an increase in energy and stamina, but they don't have stimulants. Forget the coffee. Forget those crazy energy drinks. Dietary nitrates are incredible. They support healthy blood pressure, too. And Super Beets now has a new flavor, black cherry. The you know, Super Beats regular is great. Black Cherry is just as good. I feel confident offering this to you. And why? Because I take it every day. Super Beats is my new favorite product. I called them up and said, listen, what are you going to do for me? What are you going to do for my listeners? And they said, well, how about this? How about if people go to LeslieLovesBeats.com, click the order button next to your beautiful picture, 
or call 800-305-6011. And when they make an order in the next two weeks, they get one free Super Beats canister. That's an extra 30-day supply, a free Beat the Odds book, free shipping and handling. And if they don't like it, they get their money back. I said that is an incredible deal. Nobody should pass it up. So don't you. Right now, go to LeslieLovesBeats.com today. Click the order button next to my picture. And before it all ends, the, the weeks are you know piling up. Go to LeslieLovesBeats.com or you can call 800-305-6011. That number again, 805, excuse me, 800-305-6011. But call them now because time is running out. We are talking with Julian Zelizer. He's a good buddy of mine, author of The Fierce Urgency of Now, Lyndon Johnson, Congress, and the Battle for the Great Society, a political historian at Princeton University. And also, you can read his weekly column at CNN.com. We're talking about that column about Donald Trump entitled How Donald Trump Could Sink the uh, Republicans. Well, he definitely uh, alludes to that. Um, he suggests it. And the polls show that he's doing it. And um, you think, you know, he shouldn't be ignored. He is staying power. Um, let, let's talk about, is it the celebrity, is it the sensationalism that's getting him beat, or is it just because he's so vastly different than all of the other candidates? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Part of it isn't about Trump, it's the rest of the field. And uh, there are some very strong Republicans on paper, but none of them seem to be capturing the imagination of the Republicans who are following right now. And, and we have to remember that's a limited number. Uh, so it might indicate a kind of softness uh, in the rest of the Republican field that he's capitalizing on. But we all know, uh, Julian, at the end of the day, you know, most Republicans vote for the Republican candidate, most Democrats with the Democratic candidate. But those people that are unhappy with left or right or don't subscribe with left or right, consider themselves centrist, moderates, independents, don't want to put a label on themselves. Are those type of people going to gravitate to Donald Trump? And are the polls showing that as well? You know, I think there was a time they might have that he actually, you know, he's a he's a dem, he's pretty democratic to be honest, and uh, he has a record which would make many conservatives squirm. Uh, but right now, he's a very different Donald Trump. He's playing hard right. He's saying things which he knows are provocative to anyone who is moderate, centrist, uh, even on the middle part of the Republican spectrum. And so, I think after all the things he said. It will be very difficult for him to secure uh, a number of those small independent votes if he would make it that far. Uh, and I still don't think so. I mean, the other issue is if he runs as a third-party candidate, which came up this week. Do you think he will? I, as a Democrat, hope he does split the vote there. He could. You know, uh, he is someone who acts uh, in spite, and I think – uh, if if he doesn't go very far, uh, I do think there will be a frustration with the Republican field where he might say, I'm going to run anyway, and I don't care what kind of damage it does to the GOP. I think it would hurt the Republicans if he ran. He, again, has the money and celebrity like Ross Perot uh, to make something like that happen. Are the Koch brothers going to put money into the pockets of a guy like Donald Trump? Not right now. Uh, it seems like they're avoiding him, and I do think the Koch brothers are pretty comfortable with some of the other Republicans uh, who they feel are safer bets, whether it's Scott Walker or Jeb Bush or a Marco Rubio. Uh, they're not going to be comfortable with someone who's such a high risk. Again, even if he's lasting a few more weeks than we thought, it's an incredible high-risk proposition that he'll win the primaries and, more importantly, that he could defeat a Hillary Clinton in a general campaign. 
How likely is that if he is on that GOP platform? I mean, is he Hillary's worst nightmare? Jeb Bush, a lot of people say she could easily beat. Um, you know, I mean, is is Donald Trump the man that she does not want to see across from her? No, I think she'd be happy to see him. Uh, she'd and why? Welcome, welcome him because – you know, he diminishes the seriousness of the party. He brings out the elements, and, and he just hired someone today who worked for Sarah Palin, who really are now tied to the far right of the party. So she'll be able to paint him as an extremist. She would be able to paint him as not a serious person to be in charge of the country. And I don't think he can run a disciplined campaign over the long run. Um, so I think in many ways he would be ideal, but, but I don't think she's going to be in that situation. You don't. So if you had to predict, well, first of all, do you think Hillary will be there? Bernie Sanders, Senator Sanders is doing quite well. Uh, her numbers have come down. His numbers have come up. He certainly, there's a huge still, uh, you know, point spread between the two. Uh, but if uh, if you were going to Vegas tomorrow, Julian, would Hillary Clinton still be the Democrat? On yeah, I, w- I would still put it on Hillary Clinton. I still think overall she's far ahead of him. And, you know, she's laying the groundwork for solid uh, performances in, in Iowa this time and in New Hampshire, and and she still is a very strong candidate. I don't think we've seen everything she has to offer. I think Sanders has been great for the Democratic Party and good for her. Uh, I think she needed that kind of stimulus. Uh, yeah, match, we'll match under the butt, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's not important. to just... Yeah, not just to have that. No, it's true. It's true. You can't just you can't get too com- comfortable and be too cocky and overconfident. I agree. What? what um, and, and Barack Obama did that, you know, with her, and you know, obviously, you know, beat her uh, yep. the last time she ran. Um, but you know, what about on the right? There, uh, and, and let's talk about Hillary, and and then on the right, Hillary was doing better than even Republicans among even some Republicans. Uh, but we've seen in two to three swing states, Marco Rubio, Scott Walker, uh, Rand Paul, even Ted Cruz, um, has beat her in some of those swing states. And polls also show that people don't trust her. They don't like her. Can you win without being the without having the people trust and like you? You can. I mean, I, I saw an, an article about early polls of Bill Clinton, um, even I think more further into the race when he ran and people didn't like him either. Uh, and so I think that story can be uh, not as solid as we think. I think perceptions can change pretty quickly. I think people are willing to vote for someone who can win, someone who could do good for the party. Uh, and then eventually there's going to be a contrast. Look, everyone knows a lot about her, so there's more not to like. We just don't know as much about any of the Republican candidates. So I think as people are paying attention as they know more about the GOP, I would bet a lot of the favorability ratings will fall as well. Um, And we need to remember where we are and how much we know about Hillary Clinton compared to the others. Yeah, and uh, that you know she's got that job to turn that around, and ha- certainly has the money and, and and the people to do so. Um, talking about Trump possibly running as an independent, you wrote about inaccurately following in the footsteps of Ross Perot, uh, who may I say, in 1992 when I interviewed him in person in Houston, Texas, when I worked at KPRC in Houston, uh, in my opinion, was a certifiable lunatic. Um, but that was just my opinion. It was sort of like, oh God, the man in that studio when the um, microphone was off was a very different man than we saw out there when the cameras uh, were uh, rolling. Uh, now, in 92, Perot caused a lot of trouble for uh, Republicans, specifically for George H.W. Bush and his campaign against Bill Clinton um, by ha- having a self-financed third-party you know, candidate being himself and being very wealthy. And uh, Trump could do the same. And Trump's, Trump's ego is big enough, I think, to do something like that because if he were you, you – know, 
thinking that he could possibly win as an independent and really make you know history and change things. Um, yeah, I, I could see somebody like you know Trump especially doing that. Oh, absolutely. You know, he has a grandiose vision of himself. And I think if things don't work out in the Republican uh, primaries, if he makes it then to, to the beginning, uh, he will be frustrated. and He'll want to run as a third-party candidate. And again, he has the money to do so, and, and he goes on television. People want to cover him. Uh, so I could imagine him doing that, and I think all the damage would be done to the Republican Party uh, if he's there as a third-party candidate. It wouldn't be unlike what Ross Perot did to George H.W. Bush. Who do you think will be on that platform if not Donald Trump? And and just tell us in your crystal ball, let's go to Vegas world, Julian, uh, what, what you think is going to happen uh, to the Donald Trump today versus – what will happen in the future, because you don't think Trump will be on that platform. No, I don't think he will be. I, th- I still think the conventional wisdom about either Jeb Bush, Scott Walker, Marco Rubio um, as, as kind of the leading candidates with an asterisk next to John Kasich, if somehow he could gain more attention. Now, he, scare- uh, he scares me because he is uh, on immigration. He's more like Democrats. He does have some moderate views on certain things. Um, yep. You know, he's different than the rest of the candidates. He's likable. Um, he's done well in his state. I think some Democrats would vote for him if they don't like Hillary. There's a lot of Democrats who I've heard are scared about him more than anyone else. I mean, they're just hoping he doesn't make it through the primaries. Uh, besides his ability to move to the center on some issues, uh, he's also full of experience, and he's a pretty good campaigner, and he's from Ohio. So um, I think they're the Republicans. Are ho- I mean, the Democrats are just hoping he doesn't make it very far. Now, the weight of Trump running as an independent would fall on Republicans, but you talk about it causing problems for Hillary as well. And, and why is that? Well, I mean, in some ways it, it hurts everyone in that uh, he just sucks a lot of the oxygen right out of the kind of media coverage. And um, I think, you know, having him there will take attention away from her as much as it will take attention away from the Republicans. Uh, And, you know, the one question, and this contradicts a bit of what I said a few minutes ago, if if somehow he was running as a third-party candidate and the Republican wasn't someone as business-friendly, I do think he could make a play for those people who give a lot of money uh, and who are very eager to shape the elections and and mobilize the very people uh, who will want to go after Clinton in a Democratic campaign. So. I, I do think that's the way in which he could be harmful, but I still think the weight would fall uh, on the GOP. And and do you and you think people are just going to get sick of this, sick of the demagoguery, uh, you know, sick sick of the sensationalism I mean, and the insults? And uh, I mean, the media aren't going to stop showing up because they want to get ratings and you know sell newspapers and have clicks on social media. Um, but you know, the voters after a while might you know they, people quickly uh, become. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, desensitized, if you will, to things. American voters are really fickle, and that's what he's capitalizing on now. He's able to just step in and totally shift public attention. Uh, but that's exactly what could bring him down if he gets boring. Uh, if he's no longer as interesting, he doesn't have much more to keep people attached to him. I mean, Jeb Bush might not be as interesting. But he has this huge party network, a huge fundraising apparatus, and political organization. And that means he could not be very interesting at a moment, but still be a leading candidate. Uh, Trump totally depends on this media frenzy to keep moving forward right now. 
And even though, uh, you know, he could run as an independent with the ego, and even though, like, in the past, in 92, Ross Perot got millions of votes, uh, the, you know, bottom line is the Electoral College. Looking at the map, could Donald Trump win um, as an independent with the way our system is set up right now and with the Electoral College and and, and the districts uh, and how the lines are drawn in each state? No, uh, you know, third-party candidates, independent candidates can get a significant number of popular votes, but they don't win electoral college votes. That's just a, a long-standing record. So if you're going to run as a third-party candidate, the point is really to cause trouble. Uh, the reality is you're not going to be president. Who would you put your money on to be on that platform when Trump's, you know, numbers aren't at the top and you know people tire of him and his antics? I, I mean, it's hard for me. I, I'm still saying Jeb Bush, but I, again, I see three or four people who are actually viable right now. So I wouldn't want to narrow it down until we see, you know, how some of these primaries unfold and really see the candidates in action. Uh, who is Hillary's most? Uh, if you were advising Hillary, who would you be most frightened of standing on that platform to run against her? No, you know, uh, John Kasich, I, I do think, would be someone they wouldn't want to see, because I think he could really give them a run, especially in some of these Midwestern states uh, where Hillary Clinton is worried uh, about her popularity, her trust, all these issues. Um, and then, I don't know, to a certain extent, Marco Rubio is just unpredictable. He has a million weaknesses, but he's also different. He can be exciting and younger and kind of create a, a level of energy around a Republican campaign that I don't think the others are going to do. Uh, but I think Kasich is actually the one they don't want to see there. Okay. And uh, uh, just uh, what would you like to say lastly about Donald Trump and your piece, which I want everyone to read at CNN.com? I know what you want people to get from your piece, but maybe, you know, something from the piece or just in addition to the piece. Um, what, what do you want people to come uh, away with with regard uh, to Donald Trump? And I, I also, uh, Julian, if he, if he were elected president, I think he would be screwed. I mean, this guy has no ability to be diplomatic, to say he's sorry, to say he's wrong, to be humble. And I think you need all of those things to play in the world today. You do. And I also think even if he's not going to win the primaries, Republicans should be aware he causes a lot of damage to the party with some of the statements he's made about immigrants, about women, uh, about what his campaign advisor said. Uh, these are the kinds of statements that can stick and create the image of a Republican party uh, that is just not made to govern. And so I think the rest of the GOP has to take note and they have to push back a bit. If he were on that platform, do you think Republicans would stay home? Some would, uh, but a lot of Republicans are going to be out to get Hillary Clinton or whoever the Democrat is. So, so they, they'd vote for Lucifer, even if uh, as long as it's not uh, Hillary, who they probably view as Lucifer, right? Uh, Julian, uh, love having you, buddy, and uh, doing a great job watching everything going on with your life and your career. And uh, and like I said, you're, do, you're doing an awesome job, and uh, I'm glad, uh, proud that I am your friend. Uh, Julian Zelizer, political historian at Princeton University and a New America Foundation fellow. Check out his weekly column. We were just talking about his latest on Donald Trump on CNN.com. Follow him on Twitter at Julian Zelizer, J-U-L-I-A-N-Z-E-L-I-Z-E-R. And his website is the same thing, JulianZelizer.com, his name. By the way, also, check out his book. Go to Amazon, get a copy, The Fierce Urgency of Now. Lyndon Johnson, Congress, and the battle for the great society.